Nicole in Jesus name is there any other name that's I think that is the name above all names isn't it I think there's a song that says that but anyway ladies and gentlemen thank you very much wow can you believe it here we are I'm gonna say it every day episode 120 I'll say it at episode 120 and I'll say it at episode 1020 God bless each and every one of you Thank you very much for being here today. Uh, as you can see up in the top uh, corner, 
of the video right up. No, it's right up there. Uh, as you can see, we have Pro-Life Month. Uh, normally, you see the LFA TV logo right up there in the corner of your screen. But this is June. It's already been a year since we overturned Roe v. Wade at a federal level, ladies and gentlemen. So, happy Pro-Life Month. This will stay up in the corner of the show for the entire month of June. Pride Month is over. Pro-Life Month is here. And then we're going to turn Pro-Life into uh, Pro-Life Month month to Pro-Life Year. And then we're going to become a Pro-Life Nation. Amen? All right. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you. I'd like to say good morning to MAG Americans who had that music blasting over a loudspeaker. CQ, Patriot Johnson, Bisbee Fam, Wayne, Watercop, Freebird, Matthias81, good morning. Jess D, good morning. Chris DL, Jane Yeager, Halloween is here, good morning. We've got Majogo and L Dooley in church here this morning. We've got uh, Lavik, MJ Randall, and Rodney Nelson here. How are you? Katie63 and MD Norton. We've got Blessed Singer7 says Amen. That's right, Dan Dreyer. Pride Month. You can't spell Pride Month without saying the word demon. It's right in the middle of it. Check it out yourself. Spell out Pride Month and then circle the name demon. It's right there. Wendell, 1968. Rosebud and Shelly, good morning. Conserve Q, hello, how are you? We've got Kim from Minnesota. Happy Pro-Life Month, amen. Annette and C. Thews and Grammy Love. Good morning to everybody. Um, If anybody already said they have a birthday and I missed it, please do not uh, put death threats out on me or anything like that. I merely missed it. I'm not ignoring your birthday on purpose. I can't even imagine doing that. Well, that Jeremy waking up and ignoring my birthday on purpose. How dare he? How dare he? Anyway, guys, I've got a pretty incredible show. Uh, At least lined up. Who knows where it's going to go because I've got a lot on my mind. I really need Jesus this morning, and, um, you know, the, what do you want to call them? I would not call them the stresses. I'd say the trials of life are weighing heavy on me this morning. So um, please pray for me and my family that we can stay in the word and in the, um, the comfort and in the wonderful hugging arms of Jesus because we definitely need it. I titled the show today, Is it a sin to swear, to use vulgar language? You know, like the F word and the S word and any of those words. Is it a sin to swear? And, uh, you know, this is a question that I've asked for a long time. And a lot of people ask and a lot of Christians ask because what constitutes as a swear? So here on Rise Up today, we're going to talk about, is it a sin to swear? Because aren't all words just made up words? Well, yeah, they are. And yes, it's a sin to swear. So which swears constitute a swears? Well, we're going to get to that today. Thank you, Mama B. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for your prayers. Who decided these words are swear words? Well, I would say, L. Jacobs, that we're going to find out Uh, That it's not the words themselves, but the meaning behind the words and why we say them. Wild Dog 1952 just donated $107, Eli. 
Thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it because we are so low on donations today that you don't know how much that helps. Thank you very much. Victoria says, dang, forgot to turn on the show. Well, don't worry. You didn't miss much. Um, someone, I think somebody said, I sure hope it's, I sure hope, sure as hell hope not. Yeah, it is actually. It is. Uh, but we're going to get to that uh, and talk about a lot of things today, actually. Um, I'm hoping to get to something else that I really wanted to to talk about on the LFA show, um, and I still might, but if Lord willing and if the Holy Spirit directs me in this hour to talk about it, then I'll talk about it from in this hour, okay? Um, Tina says, anything not from above is not good. All good things come from God's uh, choose a side. You cannot serve two masters. Amen. Pride is the devil. Good morning, everyone. Love to all. Well, you think about that too. You, you, you think about the word pride and, you know, pride goes before the fall and you can't spell the word, the words pride month together without getting the word demon out of them. And then you, and then you understand very clearly why they have it called pride month. Um, Jax Rock says, I'm personally convicted of swearing. I slip sometimes. Amen. Me too. Twanity, $100 saying, Happy retirement day to me. Blessed in God's love, Twanity. It, you, you retired today? Well, God bless you and congratulations. God bless you and congratulations. I thought to swear means like I swear on my mother's life. Well, that's not the one we're talking about. We're talking about using vulgar language swearing. But yes, it's also wrong to swear on somebody's life. 100%. Biblically, anyway. So let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're 12 minutes past the hour. We've got nearly 900 people watching. We've got so many people in here uh, rumbling and sharing to their friends and family. So let's go to the Lord in prayer now. And remember, folks, we're doing something a little different today. Okay, Majogo, thank you for taking your mom to the doctor. You can always come back and watch later, okay? God bless. Um, today, we are going to say in Jesus' name, first because if we missed yesterday's show i think we've been kind of guilty of trying to go to the father without going through jesus first and if we go back to scripture and we go back to jesus's words jesus never said nobody comes to heaven unless they come through me jesus said nobody comes to the father unless they go through me that means in prayer too So today, we are going to go to the Father in Jesus' name first, not at the end of the prayer. Amen? Miss Mocha Powered says, hope this helps our family. One penny helps our family, Miss Mocha Powered. Thank you for the $50 donation. Okay? Um, Chris Lartz said, Jeremy, if you haven't heard, we are approved for the pot for my son's memorial bench. Wanted to say thank you for making it possible to honor my son. God made it possible, my friend. The check is going out today. It's the first of the month. We are very, very blessed to have been able to help you do that. God gets all the glory, though. All right, here we go. Lord and Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you in prayer, humbling ourselves before you cloaked in the blood of Jesus that covers the multitude of our sins that we commit daily. 
Lord, we come to you in thanksgiving. We come to you from a humble position, honoring you and giving you all the glory for all the good things that not only we experience in our lives, but that we can administer on to others in the name of God and his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, today we're going to be talking about one of the multitude of sins that we do daily, and that is swearing and using vulgar language. I ask that you help me lean on the Holy Spirit today as we talk about this and many other things, if it is your will, and help us understand through the Holy Spirit exactly the difference between right and wrong when it comes to using vulgar language. Let us get those directives and that education from you directly through the Holy Spirit today. We pray all of this in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, that's the first time that we as a as an LFA family... By the way, why do we say an LFA family and not a LFA family? I thought you were only supposed to use A-N before something when it's a vowel. It is weird that we say an LFA family, not a LFA family. But then in this LFA family, this is the first time that we have prayed together in Jesus' name first. And I have to tell you, folks, that felt better. That felt right. That felt like it was a piece of a puzzle that fits So incredibly perfect. Okay, C says, because it's a vowel sound. Because when you say L, it actually sounds like you're saying E-L. Ah, I got it. That makes sense. I always wondered that. I always wondered that. T. Mitchell said, I'm raising my donation monthly. I I want y'all to make it. LFA helps so many. All glory to God on that. Thank you for that. Thank you, God, and thank you, T. Mitchell, for that. Jeremy, you ponder a lot. I do. I do. I think while I'm doing the show, I'm thinking. And I come to, as you can tell, especially on Rise Up, I come to a lot of revelation right here on the show in mid-speak, um, in mid-sentence. So uh, it, felt, it felt like a piece of a puzzle that I've been missing out of prayer to say in Jesus' name first. So um, maybe, maybe switch your prayers to that if you've not done that. Now, I know some of you have. Uh, but we, I've never done that before. I've never put Jesus' name first, but it, all, it makes so much sense. And it felt so perfect and so right to do that. So, Carol the Cowgirl says, I missed the beginning. Are we out of money? <laughs> we're always out of money. <laughs> I mean, we're not, we're not a uh, large cable news company, but we're at 50% of our monthly need for, for donations from the audience. Um, the sponsors help big time and filling that gap. Uh, but I only had enough sponsors to cover 35 to 40%. So when I did the budget for June, I realized we were down even further and, uh, you know, that's just, God will provide. I'm not worried at all. God will always provide. All right. I want to get into one minute prayers for dads. Today, we're going to read from page 88. Okay. Page 88 from One Minute Prayer for Dads. Then we're going to get into the verses of the day and talk about what we titled the show today, that is it a sin to swear, to make vulgar language come out of your mouth? 
And while I'm reading from One Minute Prayer for Dads on page 180, I mean, page 88 today, I want you to remember this, okay? The tongue is evil. You must bridle your tongue. The Bible says that if you can tame your tongue, then you are capable of doing anything. We must tame the evil that is our tongue. Nancy, God bless you. Thank you for that. You don't have to, but thank you so very much. Now, why must we tame the tongue? Why does God say tame the tongue before anything else? And if you can do that, you can do everything. Because Mag Americans just said it. He took the words right out of my mouth. It is the most dangerous weapon we have, but it's also the most powerful in a positive way, weapon that we have. Your words that you speak out of your mouth into existence can create or destroy anything, which is why we call it the power of prayer, which is why when we talk about praying to God, we say to do it boldly, aloud, speak it into existence. You have to understand, the power of prayer comes from the power of your tongue. And your tongue has so much power. So much. And it kind of gets you thinking, doesn't it? Why the devil? I mean, why wouldn't the devil use your tongue when he knows how much power is in it? Why wouldn't the devil use it in any way he possibly could to destroy everything about you, your family, your belief system, everything? Make you a hypocrite? You've got to bridle your tongue, folks. If you can't do that, then you can't do anything. And I've been working on that for the last couple of years, okay? Let's get into this first. So page 88 says, living for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Again, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whatever you do, That means whatever you do, talking, walking, acting, running, speaking, singing, working, fixing, whatever it is, it says whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Well, how can we bridle and tame our tongues? I mean, how can we not do that, I should say, and still think that we are children of God? I mean, that is the most subconscious, hypocritical thing that we could do. We've got to recognize what we're doing. There is no way that we can be children or ambassadors of God and say that we are furthering the kingdom of heaven if we are not actively working on taming and bridling our tongue and our actions, especially our tongue. That's what we're specifically talking about today. Okay? When we think about being a dad, to the glory of God, we can see how crucial our parenting is to God. So today, be a dad that lives to the glory of God. Lord, my prayer is that I am a dad to the glory of God. Raising great kids is good, but it's not enough if my children never grasp living for you. 
can teach them all the things in the world. You can send them to all the best schools. You can spend all the best money to give them all the best education, and it won't matter. You can send them around the world. You can teach them every language. You can teach them every religion. But unless you teach them to grasp the living God and grasp the hand of Jesus to walk in their everyday life with him, none of that stuff matters. As a matter of fact, everything is temporary but that. As I interact with my kids, help me to remember that my goal is to be a dad to the glory of God. Well, that means watching your mouth around them. Watching your mouth around them. The future generation of our planet. Definitely our country, but our planet. Now, I had a friend over at the house the other day who said that they can't watch their mouth around children because they don't have children. I think that, and, and, and I took issue with that because I said to myself, well, wait a minute. That means that you don't have the ability to bridle your tongue in front of colleagues, work people, professional events. If you were on the radio, oh yeah, I can do that. Well, then why can't you do it around the youth of our nation? I catch myself saying things around my children every single day that I should not say around my children. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a swear word. It can be speaking in an ungodly manner, making fun of somebody, judging somebody, saying that stupid idiot over there, that fat moron. That is not glory to God, and I do it all the time. But the difference between me doing it now and, the, and me doing it two or three years ago is I do it a lot less now than I did two or three years ago. And when I do it, I catch myself almost immediately, and I either say to myself or the people around me, I should not have said that. I say it to Eli all the time. I said it to Eli yesterday. I said I should not have said that. And it's not because that person may hear about what I said or whatever. It's God hears everything. Grammy Love says, Jeremy, can you please shout out my granddaughter, Kaylee? She's a cheerleader on Team USA and just won gold. Well, Kaylee, congratulations to you and thank you for representing for the good US of A. Keep going, keep moving forward, keep being patriotic. Don't listen to the status quo of the world. Don't be of the world, be of God. Great job, Kaylee. Great job. Mag Americans, we're actually going to be reading from Ephesians uh, here in a little bit. But let me let me go and read the rest of this here. Um, Lord, I praise you for the children that you've given me. May they too do all the glory of God. Now... Before I, before I get into the verse of the day today, let me take a drink of my Rise Up coffee real quick here. But by the way, how many of you are sipping on some Rise Up coffee? Huh? I have never had better and more rich flavor than I get out of both the Sumatra Gold or the American Pecan. And what better, I mean, come on. Could you have a better coffee bag? I mean, come on. Got the cross on the back. I mean, let's go. So let's sip on this nice, beautiful coffee real quick. 
Robbie, yes, I will pray for your neighbor who has cancer, 100%. MD Norton said, just ordered another bag. Chris Lartz, uh, we're sending your stuff out today. We'll send you a bag. Okay, buddy? Don't worry about ordering one, buddy. We'll send you one as we, with, with your other stuff that we're sending today, okay? Um, so before we get to the verse of the day, my grandfather, who's passed away now, hope may he rest in peace. Um, my grandfather was a Korean War veteran. My grandfather was a Navy SEAL before they were called Navy SEALs. Any of you older generation people watching today, you probably remember they were not called Navy SEALs at one time. They were called frogmen, right? They were underwater frogmen. And that's what my grandfather was in the Korean War, one of my grandfathers. And uh, he was a huge racist, <laughs> a huge racist. Uh, but on his deathbed, he, um, he repented. And lo and behold, his hospice that we had uh, to take care of him at home was a black nurse. So imagine his surprise uh, when that happened. But boy, they became friends before he died. And it was great. However, moving on from that. My grandfather used to have a big problem uh, in the 70s with Richard Pryor and in the 80s with Eddie Murphy, okay? Hey, Busted Beak just donated 50 bucks for the first time and says, I pray it helps. I know it's hard to come by money today. Thank you very much for that. We appreciate you, brother. Busted Beak. And if you're a, gr- if you're a guy, if you're a girl, we appreciate you, sister. Um, but anyway, uh, my grandfather used to, he used to not allow my mother or anybody in the family to watch Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy. And I remember as a kid, Eddie Murphy put out delirious and raw stand-up comedians, Andrew Dice Clay, George Carlin, all of them, all of them. But he specifically couldn't stand George Pryor and Eddie Murphy, probably because he was a racist, number one. Um, and that's probably why he didn't say anything about Andrew Dice Clay or George Carlin, but really because it, it, it wasn't because maybe he singled them out because they were black, but he hated their mouths. He said they were funny comedians. He loved what they said. He loved what they talked about, but he would not allow Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor to be played in the house, uh, because of their, their tongues, their mouths, the way they swore and the way they made, uh, it was very disrespectful at that time. Um, to just let your mouth just fly off the handle and say anything you want. Our kids today are completely out of control. Not my kids, but kids of this nation. But it was because of the cursing, too much cursing. And he would not allow that kind of comedy in the house. So I would assume he wouldn't allow George Carlin or Andrew Dice Clay to. I just remember specifically Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor because I know my mom loved Eddie Murphy and I loved Eddie Murphy. I was a kid watching Delirious. Do you guys remember Delirious and Raw? No kid should be watching that. But my mom let me. The 80s, it was like free-for-all. Remember that? The 70s and the 80s, they were like free-for-all. Children were allowed to swear and drink coffee all of a sudden and do all the stuff that they were never allowed to do, but cursing was not allowed. Nowadays, it seems like I see kids cursing around their parents all the time. And I'm talking about teenage kids cursing around their parents and their parents not even batting an eyelid, an eyelash. And I'm just going... What is going on here? What is happening here? And now, as I further my journey with Jesus, I do swear less than I used to, but it really makes me cringe when I see other people swear, excuse me, hear other people swear in public. 
One thing that I don't do is swear in public. I used to just not care. This is what you get. I'm going to say what I say, like it or not. Well, I still do that now. I just choose my words better. Because I can say the same thing without using derogatory or vulgar words. Now, I'm not perfect. I still call people idiots. I still, pay, I still say people are stupid. I still, still give people the dumb, dumb award of the day. I still call people morons. I still call people worthless. I still call people scumbags. I still call people dirtbags. But I just don't use those filth words. Now, here's what I couldn't wait to get to. There's no difference, though. Because it's not about the word. It's about the action and the meaning behind the word. And it's about how you meant it. So whether I say the F word or whether I say the S word or whether I call somebody an a-hole or whether I call somebody a stupid moron, it's really the same thing. Now, here's the difference. If I call somebody something that they are for sure, like a thief or a liar or a blasphemer or a hypocrite, that's okay. Even out of anger, because that's what those people definitely are. But if I sit here and I say, you're an effing idiot, that's not godly and that's not right. And I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Kelly says, I say the F-bomb. And I emphasize at a point when I say it. It's a habit. I get it. I get it. I really do. Trust me. I'm not sitting here preaching to you guys, telling you to do something, and then I go and do it myself. I'm telling you I do it too. I'm trying to be a better person. But I do know this. When I hear other people swear in public, it makes me cringe, even though I swear as well. Does that, uh, does that happen to any of you guys? Is that the same for any of you? I mean, meaning that do you guys swear, but when you hear somebody do what you do in public, does it make you cringe a little? Does it make you turn your head? Because it does to me. That lets me know that what they're doing is wrong, which almost by default convicts me and says, you do it too, fat boy, shut up. (laughs) You know what I mean? You do it too. So it's kind of like a look in the mirror moment, if that makes any sense. Just, it's weird. And it's like, but I do that too. But I don't want to do it anymore. I want to be better. And when Jesus says to you, when you become a Christian and he says, go and sin no more, he doesn't think that you're never going to sin again. Otherwise, you wouldn't need him. He knows you're going to sin again. He knows you're going to swear. He knows you're going to do things you shouldn't do. I hear you, Mary. I heard that. Um, But what he's saying is when he says when he says turn from sin, he's saying turn from it, meaning the desire to sin. When you do it, which you will not if, but when you do it, repent immediately and turn from it. Say, I didn't mean to do that. I don't want to be that way. That is a Christian. Christians are not perfect. Christians will never be perfect. And in most cases, you get a Christian like me who's been far worse than most people that I'm probably preaching to. That's for sure. But again, being a Christian is not about being perfect. 
being a Christian is realizing that you're not and you will never be perfect, but you don't want to be evil or non uh, or not good. You're going to try your hardest and you're going to believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and he died for you and he ascended to heaven and he took your sins on his shoulders. That's a Christian. That's it. That's it. You don't have to have a bumper sticker. You don't have to make sure you attend church every Sunday and all that. That's all just to strengthen your relationship with Jesus. So I want to go right now if I could. Carol says, so what about the people who say freaking instead of the F word? They are using the word in the context of cussing too. Yes, they are. That's why I tell my kids, you can't say friggin'. You can't say freaking. My daughter, Olivia, if she stubs her toe, she goes, mother refrigerator. Nope, not saying that either. Oh, God darn it. Nope, not saying that either. Because the meaning behind it. My other daughter will say fudge. Nope. Or frack. Nope. Because the meaning behind it. It's not really necessarily the word. Now, if you can tame your tongue, you should be able to tame your actions and you should be able to tame your anger. <laughs> That's a hard one. Your I mean, Anger is my middle name. I embrace anger like it's something good. But I've been trying to get away from that lately and I've done a great job, to be honest with you, thanks to God. Thanks to God. Let's get to the verse of the day today so we can really break it down together, okay? So there's three verses today. Ephesians, if you have your pen and uh, if you have a uh, a pen and piece of paper uh, and a piece of paper, please write down the following so that you can look them up for yourselves, okay? But I'm going to read them to you anyway. But I'd like for you to look them up in context, okay? So Ephesians five four. Write that down. Ephesians five four. Colossians three eight. And James one twenty six. Now, let me go back to the frack and the darn it and all that stuff. There's, I mean, those are fine. Here's what I mean. Start with the swear words and work your way from there. Okay? Start with the swear words and work your way from there. Obviously, you can say darn it, but if you say God darn it, that's kind of blasphemy. Obviously, you can say, you know, frack. I guess it's in context of an individual person and what your meaning is behind it. I don't, I don't want to presume to say, if you say frack, that you want to say the F word. What I'm saying is this. Start with the vulgar language that we know is vulgar that we would not allow our children to say. That's the most basic. I don't think we need to split hairs over this. I don't think we need to really, to really dive deep into what words you can say and what words you can't. I'd say start with the vulgar language that you would not let a five-year-old say. And then work your way from there. Okay? And if you feel that something is wrong when you do it, then it's most likely a sin. If you feel that it's not wrong in the Holy Spirit you're li- relying on to say a certain word when you bump your toe or something, then, then it's not wrong. I don't want to presume to know how you feel in your relationship with the Holy Spirit and whether you feel something is wrong or not. But I would say, let's just make it easy right now and let's start with the vulgar swear words that we would not allow our children to say, okay? So Ephesians 5, 4, Colossians 3, 8, and James 1, 26. Here's what Ephesians 5, 4 says. 
neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor court jest, coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. That's Ephesians 5.4. Colossians 3.8 says, But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. And then James 1.26 says, If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. There are probably 10, 20 other verses in the Bible that I could have referred to that talking about bridling your tongue from filthy language. So let's take step by step here and let's work on our filthy language first. Let's substitute the filthy language with words that are not considered in our society today as filthy. And somebody's going to say, well, though all words are made up, you're right. Somebody's going to say, well, that wasn't a swear word in the 5th century, but it is now. You're right. But it is now. That's the, that's the key word. It is now. And we all know what's considered to be filthy now. Regardless of if it is biblically filthy or not, it's filthy in our world and our society today. And if we are to live by our laws and our rules of our society today, but yet also be Christians and try to speak out against the evil and the bad and the wrongdoing of our societies today, then we must understand that what I'm talking about is words like the F word, the S word, the C word, the A word, you know, those words, those vulgar words. If we can kind of um, work together, lean on each other and help each other get rid of those filth and vulgar words out of our mouths for the better of our children and the better for the people around us. I think then we can individually be strong enough to then not have to rely on each other and fellowship as much to then personally go through and say, okay, what words do I want to tackle next? Because really it is all about intent and God does not want you to let your tongue off of the leash in anger so when you get angry like say you stub your toe or somebody really 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 ticks you off you're going to want to use those filth words you're going to want to let your tongue off the leash and use those filth words where God's telling you look recognize that you're angry okay recognize that you're angry and before you shoot off and let your tongue off the leash because more than likely when you're angry, your tongue is going to say evil things that you cannot take back, okay? God is saying recognize the anger, tame the tongue, and turn the direction of the anger to do something that will glorify God in heaven. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a lot easier said than done. That is a lot easier said than done. But it's not easy to be a Christian. Nobody ever said it was going to be with or without Jesus on that path with you. Okay. It's not easy. It's going to be hard. This is called a trial and we must lean on God to get us through this trial. 
Mag said, it isn't hard either. Well, it's kind of like smoking, right? You want to quit smoking. The first two weeks, super hard. The first two weeks, super hard. After about six months of quitting smoking, it's a lot easier. Like, wow, that's not as, it's not as hard as I thought it was good, you know, to, 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 to continue to, to not smoke. Everything is difficult at the beginning because it is a habit, okay? It's a habit. Habits are hard to break. I like what CQ just said. She said, we are not sinless, but we can sin less. That's a shirt. I've heard that before. That's a great, that's a great saying. From now on, when I want to, uh, from now on, when I want to use vulgar language, I'll just say LGBTQ. <laughs> right, Eli? That's blasphemy. That's, that's almost like blasphemy. From now on, that's what I'm going to do. Instead of saying the F word when I get mad or the S word when I get mad, I'm going to go LGBTQ. <laughs> Anyway, I'd like to read for you what I read or what I wrote after these verses, okay? <laughs> LGBTQ. That's great. Um, I wrote, the question is, quote, is it a sin to swear and use vulgar language? Yes, Barbara Peters, that's why I say, oh, my lanta. The simple and quick answer to this question is yes. Now, this may be a problem for some of us. I know it is for me. I've gotten a lot better at controlling both my tongue and my quick-to-anger personality, though. The way I understand sin, it's not just about obeying the Ten Commandments, or not obeying the Ten Commandments, I should say. It's more about if you feel something is wrong or not right, but yet you do it anyway for your own selfish reasons, like swearing, to satisfy that tongue, then it's a sin. Whatever you do that you feel is wrong and you do it anyway, it's a sin. Plain and simple. Now, the more I started bridling my tongue, the worse I felt when I did let it off the leash. Or say when I do let it off the leash. The tongue is evil, and if you don't tame it, you are doomed. Your words have power, and that is why we say to pray boldly and out loud. You can speak anything into existence. Eli, can you turn that air conditioner on, please, Low? You can speak anything into existence. That is the power of God in you. You must be a good steward of that power. Now, here's a good comparison for you. It's a fictional comparison. Comparison nonetheless. Think of Superman. He's a fictitious character. Still a good comparison here. Superman had all the power to destroy the planet or save the planet. When he was a kid, it was shown that he was bullied and picked on in comics and in movies. Now, he could have punched those kids to space, but he held back his power, and instead, he did good with it. Same thing with the power of our words. If you have a problem with swearing and using vulgar language, try to bridle your tongue today. 
Once you do, you will realize just how off the leash that your tongue actually is. Let's all do our best to better ourselves in Jesus' name. Somebody said Trump is Superman. Sure is. We should always be building people up, said Terry. Amen. Amen. What if it's in the Bible, like hell or damn? Well, what do you mean? Like, if it's saying in the Bible, it's talking about going to hell. It, I, don't, I don't think anywhere in the Bible that it's somebody said, what the hell? Um, so I don't think that, that, that they refer to the, to, in the Bible anywhere where somebody's using the word hell as in a, as in a swear word. And if, you're, and if they're talking about damn, I believe in the Bible, when you hear the word, if you see the word damn, it would be talking about damning somebody's soul or damning, somebody did a damning thing. You know what I mean? So I think that's different than when you, uh, you know, hit your thumb on the, with a hammer and you say, damn. You know, I think that's a little different than what the Bible references when it says the word damn. Um, that little bridle easily controls a massive beast. That is a very, very good point. That is a very, very good point. Griffin says, I'm always calling my son down because of things he says. Telling you, man, the power of the tongue. You gotta be able to, you gotta be able to bridle that power. That is unfathomable power. Unfathomable power. Bargain Queen says, dung and piss are in the Bible. And again, remember, words then are different than words now. In our society today, if somebody were to say the word piss, would you let your child say that today? So we got to always understand where we are in society today as well, because we do live in a society. So I wouldn't let my kid say the word piss. My kid's going to say the word pee or urine or, you know, pee pee or whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, in today's world, today's language, that is a swear word and in, in, in something that I would not let my kids say. Again, it's what we wouldn't wouldn't let our kids say. Right. Uh, S-K-R-O-P-G-10, Scrobg, says it's how the word is used, especially in anger. Amen. Context matters. It does. The tongue weighs a little, but a few can hold it. That's exactly right. Um, so, you know, I'm, re- I'm really glad that we're having this conversation today because um, there were some other things that I really wanted to get to today, but God is not willing us to talk about that on today's show. Eli, do you realize we have over 1,300 people watching Rise Up? 1,300 people watching the word of God live, talking about bridling the tongue. That's incredible. That's amazing. We have 434 likes. If you guys can please give us a thumbs up. It's right down there. Just click that thumbs up. Maybe refresh the video. I'm going to refresh right now, actually. See if those, my like has stayed. Sometimes if you refresh the video, you'll see that the thumbs up is not green and it takes it away. It's really odd. I don't know why it does that sometimes. But I want to go into uh, Bible Promise Book for Morning and Evenings. We're going to be reading from Micah and Psalm, okay? And it's titled, Loving Others. Micah 6, 8. The Lord has told you, human, what is good. He has told you what he wants from you 
to do what is right to other people. Love being kind to others. So let me ask you a question. If you were to go on a missions trip and you were going to go and help strangers, whether that was in an international mission trip or whether it was a domestic mission trip, if you were to go and you were to help somebody build a house or dig a well or teach them the Bible, would you swear? Would you use swear words to strangers that you are trying to further the kingdom of God to? Or if you're just helping somebody, let's say, let's say you're not doing it um, in a biblical manner that they're going to see. Obviously, every time you help somebody, it's in a biblical manner. But let's say they don't look at it as a biblical manner. Meaning, the other day, um, my daughter and I went to uh, Home Depot, and there was a uh, a kid bringing, um, helping a lady get this. I think it was a safe out of the cart into the back of her car. Well, the kid was. Um, the kid that was there working for Home Depot, he was not physically able, we'll say, to lift up the safe out of the cart and get it into the car. So we went over and I said, I got it. I'm a pretty big guy. And I lifted it out and I put it in the car and, and you know, they both thanked me and we went on our way. For me, that's biblical. That's godly. For them, it probably wasn't biblical or godly. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe it was just, oh, that's a nice man, right? Of course, I'm always wearing like armor of God or something to do with Christ. So maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Point of the matter is, I wasn't going to go over there and be like, hey, mother, blah, blah, blah. Let's get this S word out of here and let's get it in the damn car. You know what I mean? You wouldn't do that. (laughs) You just wouldn't do that. You would go over there and you would compose yourself and you would act like a normal person. You know what I mean? So that's so when God's telling you to help others and that's godly, remember about your tongue too. You wouldn't just start shooting up the mouth and saying swear words. You know? I'll tell you this. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I will tell you this. I took my son to GameStop around Christmas. Oh, it was after Christmas. He got a um, he got a gift card from my father, from his grandfather to go to GameStop and get a, get a video game for his PlayStation. So I took him down to GameStop, and I took him and I took my other daughter, Shaylin. okay? Now, my son is 14 and my daughter's 15. At this time, they were 13 and 14. So I took them in, and the typical GameStop, live in your mom's basement, zits all over his face, long hair, looked like he hasn't taken a shower in four years, but looks like he's 40 years old, working behind the counter at GameStop. Uh, anyway, he just starts swearing. We're talking about games that are coming in. He's like, oh, that's a good effing game. And I'm, I'm looking at him, and my kids look at me, and I go, I go, excuse me? He's like, yeah, it's a good effing game. Can't wait for that. Tons of S words, to, tons of sh- in that game that they didn't have before in the old game. Blah, blah. I go, I go, you know, these are kids here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I apologize. I said, we're not going to be spending our money here. We didn't spend the game. We didn't spend the, uh, the gift card there. We went up and spent it at the town um, about 25 minutes from us. I'm not going to put up with that crap. And pu- like, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm better than you because you swore in front of my kids and I don't. I swear in front of my kids too. But, I'm, tr- but I'm, I'm getting better at that. But I'm trying to set a precedent here. I'm trying to s- set a bar, a standard, a moral bar here. Especially, you're at your job. Dude, you're working. 
Like, who does this at their job? Unfortunately, it's everywhere. Go to any fast food restaurant. Go anywhere where it's subpar career, I should say, or just a job. And most of the people in those jobs that are just filling positions today, Walmart and stuff like that, the youth, I'm not talking about the older people. I'm talking about the youth that are just coming in and doing it for a job, quick job to make a little money, summer job or whatever, and then bounce. Or they don't have any other aspirations to try to do anything else in life. They just want to go to a nine to five, cash people out. And most of the people in those positions today that are under 30 years old, they're just unprofessional. They, they swear they're losers. And yes, you, you're right, Annette, he was the manager. He was also the daytime manager. I don't put up with that stuff. I just don't. And he lost business that day. Bridle your tongue. Psalm 11.5 says, The Lord watches over those who do what is right. Who do what is right. Bumblebee Patriot says he's in law enforcement, swears, but doesn't like to. I don't like to either, brother. That means you're a Christian. If you don't like it and you realize you don't like it, that means you're a Christian. The Lord watches over those who do what is right, but he hates sinful people and those who love to hurt others. Our duty as Christians is to look at all individuals as equals, brothers and sisters whom we can reach out to. When we look down on others, we do not just withdraw our reach to them, but to Christ as well. Oof. Dear Jesus, help me see your spirit in all people that I meet. Teach me to love those around me as you would love them. Amen. You know, something I realized a long time ago, back before LFA TV was a thing, back before Live from America was back in the backyard days, the first backyard days. Most of you have been here since the second backyard days. That's when we moved and bought another house, bought a new home. I'm talking about the first backyard days when I was drinking bourbon and swearing and peeing on pictures of Hillary Clinton on live videos and all that kind of crazy stuff. I remember back then, um, our local VA here, a lot of people in the VA loved my videos. And I went and spoke at a VA. They asked me to come speak. And, and, and a couple of them pulled me aside and they said, you know, if you, you, know, you realize that if you, that if you slowed down your swearing, if you reduced your swearing, you'd have an audience 10 times your size. And I said, I don't give a, and I said the F word. I said, if people don't like me, then they don't have to like me, period. And what the guy said next to me never left me. And I think I've kind of changed since, since then. He said to me, you never know who's watching you. He said, you have to remember that. This was when I had like 30 and 40,000 people watching me. So pretty much I know who everybody watches me now. But, but um, he said, you never know who's watching you. And he was right. Because there were people watching me that could have helped me in many, many, many ways. Many ways. Professionally, spiritually. Personally, he says, you never know who's watching and you never know who's listening. But God is always watching and God is always listening. Changed my life. Changed my life. And that was around the same time. That was right before I found Christ and became a Christian. 
So I think, looking back on that today, that those men at the VA and women, they taught me a very valuable lesson that day. And a lesson that I will never, ever, ever forget. And that is, you never know who's listening. You never know who's watching. But be assured that God is always watching. God is always listening. Talk about conviction there, huh? Talk about conviction there. Folks, I want to thank you very much for what you've done for me. Okay? I don't think I thank you guys enough. I ask you to share 50,000 times a day. I ask you to rumble 50,000 times a day. I ask you to donate constantly. And if it wasn't for all of you, I wouldn't even be where I am with Jesus, let alone this network or a show. So I want to thank you all very much for helping me every day become a better person, holding me accountable. Yes, calling me out and leaving the show and never coming back when, you, when I deserve it. All of that. All of that. Because it's, it's making me who I've... It's, it's, it's helping me become who I always wanted to be. You know? So, I don't think I thank you guys enough. But you guys are, re- you guys are truly the most remarkable group of people I ever met in my life. I mean, I've met a lot of you personally. And I can't wait to meet all of you that I haven't met personally yet. I think that day will be great. I think it really will. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, until tomorrow, thank you for being here today on Rise Up. I hope, uh, I hope you learned something today. I know I did. Um, and I hope you drew closer to Jesus. I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in. That's with some beautiful music here by, uh, by Katie Nicole. And then upcoming next, we have Sean... Farish and ungoverned here on LFA TV, followed by yours truly live from America. And we have a new show starting today at 4 p.m. The Santilli Report with an old friend of mine, Pete Santilli. Anyway, God bless you guys. I love you all more than you know. And I'll see you in Sean Ferris's chat thread. See you later. Don't forget to rumble on your way out. In desperation, I'll seek heaven and pray this for.